Welcome back to Basement Breaks. This is episode three. This is the Suzuka Review. I am your host, Foster, and this is... Steven. We are very excited to talk about this race. This was, uh, you know, I think free practice, one, two, and three were kind of snooze fests. Yeah, not a whole lot happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were entertaining enough to see the test i will say one thing that happened that i thought was funny during free practice one i think Mm -hmm. uh uh signs was complaining about mclaren's flow viz flying off the back of their car he got splashed he got slimed (laughs) mclaren was out there sliming signs nickelodeon (laughs) getting slimed from nickelodeon i think he kept complaining because he kept having to do tear-offs uh-huh and it was like just because he was behind mclaren using flow viz i saw that out of the pits i wasn't sure if that was like while they were while they were driving on the track too that's kind of funny actually yeah yeah i had never thought i had seen flow viz but i never thought about it actually like coming off the car and affecting other people. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but, but um, yeah, other than that, free practice is pretty uneventful. Pretty tame. I don't think there are any, any big accidents or anything like that either. Nothing at least, I mean, maybe some people hit barriers here or there, but nothing that yeah. they couldn't recover from and, and rebuild. Yeah, there, like I know week. there was a whole lot of, uh, like, that's when they just do all their, like, data tracking. So mm-hmm. there were a whole lot of people that were just sitting at a constant speed going around yeah um, and it's a big track too so it was pretty safe everyone yeah. was pretty tame yeah they're able to get off the racing line when they weren't doing a hot lap mm-hmm. um, qualifying started out interesting yeah it was a uh, also the fact that it was very late we stayed up <laughs> oh yeah we did stay qualifying. up we like did we said up. last episode i took two naps before i think um that yep. was, I think, an energy drink at around 10 p.m., which was painful after qualifying. But yeah, <laughs> that wasn't. That's not going to be recreated again, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't love the schedule from this season. No, that but, was. Uh, yeah, this race was rough for us. Yeah. But um, you know, we made it 10 minutes in, 10 and a half minutes maybe, and um, we had a little accident again. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, you know, I really appreciated your prediction on Thursday, <laughs> the double uh, Williams points. But once I saw that happen, I was like, oh, yeah, I just yeah. got jinxed a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, prediction-wise, I don't think we could have, other than Max winning. I know we'll talk about this later, but other mm-hmm. than Max winning, we were completely wrong. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> embarrassing, but it but was still But that's going to happen. But yeah, before, and when you make a prediction before you see cars on track. Mm-hmm. It's that's gonna happen. True, true, true. So. But yeah, that was an expensive crash from from Logan there. Um, yep. Yeah, it's painful to see. I can tell he's probably getting under his own skin a little bit. The pressure's external, and yeah. he probably holds himself to a high standard. Um, you know, it, it's it's we talked about it's gonna be difficult being the American on on the grid right now, especially with with the growth that it seems like the sport's trying to do here. But yeah, you, you got to be a little safe. Um, we kind of just watched the highlights. Um, it was different watching it live, but 
how he kind of added a little more gas when he lost a little bit of control there. Yeah. That was a little suspicious. I think it really like boiled down to when is it appropriate to push mm-hmm. so hard that mm-hmm. you risk going off. Yes. And that was not it's Q1 with 10 minutes left. Yeah, there was there was no reason to for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he was going this, with his mindset and sort of his strategy. Maybe yeah. he was just trying to get a solid one in so that he could relax a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um I I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. It was a disappointing start. To Q1. Yep, yep. Uh, we had some other, I, I guess, other than Q, Q1 there, I, I guess that was pretty standard. I think the people that exited were the people that you would assume exited Q1. Yeah, the people that had the pace moved on mm-hmm. and pretty standard as far as who got knocked out. Yep. Um, McLaren looked very strong in Q1. Very. Um, I, I think Q2, they shied off a little bit, but um, I, I don't think that really matters when yeah. you qualify 2-3. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Lando couldn't quite catch Oscar there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, I think Oscar was, what, four tenths off the pace? Four and a half tenths off the pace from Max? Uh, yeah, I think uh, four tenths, and then it was like close to like closer to five tenths for Lando mm-hmm. for P3. Yep, yep. Um, but, I mean, that's a strong showing. I didn't expect that coming into this weekend at all. Yeah, I mean, I was getting... I basically had free practice on uh in the background while I was like doing other things and mm-hmm. the amount of pre-show talk and on track talk while free practice was going on everyone at least for on F1 TV kept talking about McLaren is going to perform well McLaren's going to perform well and I didn't want my expectations to be set too high mm-hmm. And then just get disappointed. Yeah. But I like was me. like, yeah, well, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> That's all right. Sorry for Williams. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It happens. But, yeah, they definitely performed very well this I think, weekend. I think Mercedes struggled a little bit. I mean, Ferrari's kind of known for being a pretty good Saturday team. Yeah. But Mercedes didn't really set themselves up for success this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a little unfortunate because I think both drivers are, are starting to get a little on edge trying to fight for that second place in the constructors right now. Yeah. Um, it's it's them and Ferrari. Those are the only two teams. I mean, McLaren can come back, but, I mean, there's so much ground to make up. I really don't think yeah. that's in the cards for them right I now. I don't necessarily think they're in the running. They're sort of just riding their high of being up in the top right now. Yeah, but I, I have to say Ferrari's looked, I mean, pretty pretty clinical with what they're doing around the boards right now yeah um i mean they obviously lost to mclaren this weekend but they both drove clean races and i will get to that later but uh, yeah qualifying looked good for them agreed yeah i think that um they probably had their expectations to perform a little bit worse Mm -hmm. than the last two being monza uh, and singapore Mm -hmm. where uh, I think the track catered to their car a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And even though they brought upgrades and we even both predicted that there would be a Ferrari on the podium yeah, just based on, I think, the last performance of those two mm-hmm. uh, races. Um, but for sure, still just, uh, I can, yeah, you can see that the Mercedes and Ferrari are really going after the 
the second place. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be fun to watch towards the end of the season here too, because yeah. both teams are, are they seem motivated right yeah. now. So and I, I'm assuming that there's quite a bit of difference as far as uh, how sponsors and you know <laughs> investors look at the standings of, of course. constructors so every single year it's you know the first team's going to get the most sponsorship money the last team's going to get the least yeah. unless there's some crazy investor that you know decides to hop on the a bottom tier team uh, i'm sure that generally is how that works out and similarly to like the races currently where most of the time i think drivers are setting their expectations to hunt for p2 mm-hmm. it kind of feels like the constructors battle a little bit right now yeah. where you know, P1's done now cooked, for yeah. constructors, but still just hunting that. If it's within, you know, a certain amount of points, it's still up for grabs. Yep. So yep. you can see that they're going after that. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting uh, close to the season here for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, we can get into the race a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I have the wrong notes up. My apologies. Max, 10 out of 10. That was that was a really good drive. Pressure yeah. early from Lando and Oscar, but I think after he got over that, I, I really don't think the TV was on him too much until the end of the race. Yeah, and um, even I know in Singapore, you know, they obviously struggled, mm-hmm. but I I feel like there weren't even that many like little mistakes and uh, you know. Practice qualifying, everything. Yeah, everything just looked was like, kind of clinical. It yeah, just, you know, I think watching watching some sectors traded with Lando and qualifying, kind of, I, I I knew he was going for something in that turn one. I think yeah. that that turn one was pretty exciting. Um, Oscar, first podium of the year. Yes, first oh, podium, man. and it was his first uh, front row qualifying. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I guess it was, because he qualified Q3 once or twice already this year. Yeah, and I think he got a podium in a sprint race. In Spa, yeah. Um, but race podiums, his first podium. Mm-hmm. Lando's fourth podium yeah. this season. He actually just broke a record. Did he? Yes. It's not a record maybe you want, but it's a good record nonetheless. It is the most points scored without a win in Formula One. I think he's wow. at like 560-something. Wow. Which is, is I mean, good or bad. Obviously, he scores points. That's good. But yeah. as a driver, you, you don't want that record because you want to be on the top step. Yeah. Um, uh, you have to look at the environment that his career has occurred in. Mm-hmm. And I think just when you have a team being and competing during a time that there's one mega-dominant team. Mm-hmm. It sort of makes sense. It's difficult to to, to take wins off, especially yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but you, that's, you know, I, I mean, it, it's still there. He's still only, what, 19, 19 seconds off at the end of the race? So it's closer than I would have imagined because um, yeah. we both knew Red Bull was going to be hot. But, you know, 19 yeah. seconds. I think there were a couple 30-plus second races um, in this year. So that gap's narrowing ever so slightly. And it's – you can – scaling it down further than the entire race especially during qualifying mm-hmm. there were whole sectors that the McLarens were had more pace than the Red Bull mm-hmm. and also at the beginning of the race I don't know if it was a particularly bad start for Max mm-hmm. but Oscar was like from Oscar's point of view he was like pulling 
oh, ahead yeah. of Max yep. on the front street. They both gave him a run there. Yeah. Yeah, that was exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to talk about uh, Ferrari-Mercedes little fight there? That was uh, that was a little exciting. Um, I think Carlos came on the radio and essentially said, they're using my strategy against me. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. really funny. He said, they're using my trick against me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was kind of funny to see. Um, I think... Yeah, that, that that could have gone a little smoother for Mercedes. Um, George seemed a little in denial on the radio to give that position to Lewis. Yeah. I think he held on for a couple more corners, um, and, and Lewis almost lost his position as a result. Um, I, I can't really read that team right now, Mercedes. Yeah, it's... it's uh... A little animosity between the drivers. Yeah, and I think like right in the middle of... Uh, this race, they had some uh, sl- sloppy fighting mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. just you know, not giving each other room. Yeah, Lewis ran him off once, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit of contact, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Singapore, you saw how badly George wanted to win mm-hmm. a race, mm-hmm. and he has, I believe, one. Yeah, he won last year. Yeah, one race win. Yep. Um, but he's obviously still, you know, hunting for wins and oh, yeah. better performance, especially when it comes to the constructors right now between mm-hmm. Ferrari and Mercedes. The the difference in getting points and high up in the points can mm-hmm. make a big difference as to the deficit between you and the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you could see them, you know, really pushing, but also, you know, not really giving each other space yeah. at the same time. Leclerc was a little quiet today. I think he, he had a solid drive. Um, obviously, he finished before, but um, mm-hmm. he was on the hunt for the McLarens, just couldn't get within range pretty much the entire race. I think he was, you know, three, four, five seconds behind at times. Um, it, it's a good effort. You know, it's a clean race. You can't you can't knock P4. I mean, he finished ahead of both Mercedes, got yeah. max points there for, for, for his team. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't really knock him. It was just, I don't really have much to say other than, good good job, man. <laughs> you did what you did. That yeah. was great. So. Yeah, the, uh, looking at, um, where was it? The, uh, the qualifying for Ferrari and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And sort of seeing where their like performance took them. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Ferrari has great quality pace. Yeah, that Mercedes in a long race. Yeah, I, I think can catch up. But but uh, I mean, towards the end of the race, I I really don't know what happened. But it, I kind of see what you were kind of alluding to there. Yeah, um, the uh, seeing the Ferraris like not have as competitive pace Mm -hmm. um I just think that there was a especially with the like tire strategy that went on Mm -hmm. Mercedes comparing Ferrari and Mercedes Mercedes sort of stuck to uh tried to do a one-stop with George yeah George um that they kept you know the good positioning Mm -hmm. while everyone was uh, pitting the first time yeah and then so they were able to hold it out pretty far but then really once we got to lap i don't know 40 early lap 40 yeah it was sort of just a 
endure out to the end. Yep, and, and George was losing pace like crazy. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, and uh, there was a big difference, I think, at that point um, in people's tire lives, mm-hmm. especially looking at McLaren, mm-hmm. where that was an interesting little bout that McLaren had um, where uh, Piastri was able to pit during a virtual safety car. Mm-hmm. So his he pitted earlier, uh, four laps earlier, I believe, than Lando. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, Lando had more pace but was behind Piastri. Mm-hmm. And then having Lando try to communicate with uh, the race engineer to get Piastri to switch positions so that he could then extend and use his race pace mm-hmm. um, was interesting. I think, like, the tire life really like played a role at like the end of the race Mm -hmm. um but everyone kind of just like settled out and just ran it to the end yeah yeah i think fernando was a little stressed out today yeah yeah it was interesting hearing him uh be so animated Mm -hmm. and uh we took that early pit stop yeah when when was do you remember i don't remember what lap it was but i think i mean it was early early 10s somewhere I, w- I want to say 11 but don't quote me on that that seems a little too early yeah but um do you think he just like realized that he had sort of a lack of pay did they call him in or did he decide they called that? him in uh okay. yeah so, and then that was the one that he was not super satisfied no he was with. pretty frustrated with the strategy so um, i guess they were the going for like a severe undercut yeah i i, I don't know it, it didn't seem like that really worked for many people there yeah. Um, I think a lot of people just wanted to get as much life out of their tires as they could. Some people a little too much, like George. But I, I think, yeah. you know, it's a double-edged sword. Too early, too late. Uh, you want to be right in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but he still pulled out, you know, was it P8? Uh, that's, I think it's pretty commendable right now. I think that car still has some work to be done to it. A lot of cars are, are quicker now. But I think yeah. that's the best of the rest, you know, kind of towards the midfield there, I, I think a lot of the cars ahead of them are, are going to be in that position probably for the rest of the year, um, I would imagine. Yeah. It's definitely interesting to see how much of a change that Aston Martin has seen throughout the season. Yeah, it's been a little sad. Yeah, especially, like, at the beginning, just, like, knowing who he was mm-hmm. and his history mm-hmm. and then seeing him have, like, crazy spa- uh race pace yeah and then i think just with upgrades over time so other teams have just surpassed them that's just one team you've seen over the year just decline race yeah. after race little by little but uh, you know there's still a couple races left and especially seeing having a driver that i would say that alonzo's fairly consistent mm-hmm. oh yeah for especially sure. being having so much experience mm-hmm. but also seeing how two different sort of driver style slash perspectives with experience and skill and um, on the same team in the same car and how their performance is vastly different Mm -hmm. between the two. Um, Just find that kind of interesting. There's three teams with that right now, really. Red Bull, Aston Martin... Williams are all kind of experiencing that same thing with a clear yeah. driver outperforming the other one right now, which is, it's tough for the other driver. You know, yeah. you, you want to kind of be in the mix, but it's not always the case. Yeah, I can't imagine the pressure just driving the car for a team and performing mm-hmm. well, but mm-hmm. then to have a teammate just dumpstering a you. teammate 
outperforming you yeah, that's a better at way to a put ridiculous that. Maybe level. Not, maybe dumpstering isn't the right <laughs> well, way to put that. It's a little Sorry harsh. <laughs> I guess you could describe some teammates dumpstering the other ones. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I would only think that seeing another person consistently do better than you would even add on to the pressure of performing well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think that there's a lot of teams that are in that situation currently. So something on the complete opposite side of that spectrum i'm going to talk about alpine a little bit here two drivers that seem to always be next to each other and there always seems to be a little drama or i I don't really watch many french dramas but this seems like a great one especially this week where it wasn't really broadcasted much but you know they were pretty close to each other the entire race you could tell that they had a game plan they just wanted to score some points Mm -hmm. um Especially being, they're pretty significantly far back. Um, yeah, they weren't going to get any more ahead than than they were. Yeah, but um, Alcon was leading Gasly for a while, but he wasn't making up any ground on Alonso. So the teams ordered them to invert to give Gasly a shot. It's just normal team things, you know. It's a couple laps left. Mm-hmm. Let Gasly take the reins on the last lap. This was not broadcasted at all, but. Um, I saw this on on YouTube a little bit where Gasly was very frustrated in the last corner, slammed the brakes. Akon goes through, takes P9, and Gasly's making all various hand gestures, if you will. Not 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 Italian ones, but you know, more French hand gestures, if you will. Um hmm. and the interview at the end, he seemed a little distraught as well. Um and I didn't really pick up on that. So I watched the the post-race interview before I realized any of this happened. I was like, oh, Gasly's, I mean, he's always a little hot-headed or frustrated depending on what's going on around him, especially if there's an accident. But there wasn't an accident. Both drivers got points. You kind of expect him to be like, okay, we did our best. Good job, guys. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he he seemed unhappy that he had to let Alcon back through. I don't, you know, as I haven't haven't driven, obviously, but, um, you know, having a teammate and, and, and that teammate gives you a shot, well, that teammate was ahead of you to start. Alcon was ahead of Gasly. Um, Gasly had to let him through at the last lap and, and was kind of kind of unhappy about that. So I don't know if you have any input. I mean, they've had some struggles this year. That They had a crash. I mean, they had, I think they had, I forget the race, honestly, but they had a crash um, earlier in the year together um, when they were driving their pink car that I didn't really enjoy looking at. It's kind of an eyesore. But was that Australia? It might have been Australia. I think I think I do remember that. I just didn't want to say it and be wrong, so we'll go with what yeah. you say. <laughs> we can be wrong. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But um, um, definitely some uh, French drama going on there. Yeah, I think it's interesting in general the fact that uh, seeing race engineers mm-hmm. tell drivers what to do. Yep. But they're not in the driver's seat. Yeah, it's like quite, talking to a quite kid. Quite literally, not in the driver's seat. It's like talking to a child. It's like yeah. go, go do your homework or go do your chores. Can you please do this, yep. or we really think that you should do this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen drivers just straight up ignore and not listen, mm-hmm. but then also begrudgingly, you know, follow orders. Yep. Which I think, I mean, they've got the strategy, you know hopefully figured out you should be able to have trust in your team um i think we've seen a lack of trust Mm -hmm. in teams and strategy this year (laughs) ferrari um well recently better recently better much better their strategy during singapore was incredible oh yes the fact that they had uh 
you know, Signs tow along Lando at the front mm-hmm. on purpose. And just let him do what he wants. Yeah, and yep. Signs was even, it sounded like Signs was the person that came up with that yeah. strategy-wise. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, for Alpine, it's, uh, there definitely are more drivers on the same level. They've also known each other for a long since, time. Since, yes, they since carted starting. together yep. when they were super young. Mm-hmm. So I it's can, a little awkward. Yeah, I can see that. I can understand why they, you know, listened and followed to the, the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, interesting. I di- I didn't even really see or like that wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, I'll have to show um, you it after. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, Alpha Tori, I mean, decent showing from them. I, I would say Liam Lawson, you know, ended his 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 stint at Alpha Tori here, or his short stint, really, pr- pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, finishing in front of Yuki in Yuki's home race. Mm-hmm. Um, you Bare- know, barely out of the points. Barely out of the points. Yuki just got re-signed, so some pressure's taken off of him. I'm yeah. sure he would have wanted points. Yeah. Um, unfortunate. I was rooting for him. Yeah, especially since he hasn't really been able to show. We talked about this last week, but he mm-hmm. hasn't really been able to show you know, where he's at mm-hmm. uh, skill-wise mm-hmm. um, with his car issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, Liam looked good, though. Yeah. Liam looked really good. I'm going to be sad to see him. You know, it's great Danny Rick's coming back, um, but it, it was nice to see um, another Alpha Tori get some points. Yeah. Um, we'll see if Danny Rick can, can do anything. Obviously, he just got re-signed, too. Um, yeah. It's going to – it's, it's going to – it's going to be weird if he doesn't score points. I mean, he has six races, I think, to finish the year here. I think we counted them out. Um, I'm expecting something. Yeah, and even even though he's maybe recovered enough to drive again, I've heard like rumors that he may even still need a modified steering wheel. Oh, really? In order to accommodate to, I don't know if he's still going to be wearing a, a wrist uh like restraint mm-hmm. brace mm-hmm. um but you're not going to be especially with how demanding the turning of f1 wheel is with mm-hmm. how much force is involved yeah i think even though you can be fully recovered from a specific injury you're still going to have like probably lasting effects that he's going to have to work through and maybe find accommodations for. Yeah. Um, so that's not necessarily going to be helping him, that he's going to have to be worrying and battling that mm-hmm. while also, you know, getting back into the swing of things and having pressure on him to perform now that he knows that he's going to be on that team and their expectations for him are probably pretty high. Yeah, yeah, they're going to they're gonna want points, that's for sure. Um, we got Joe Guan Yu P thirteen. I I think he was was he a part of that little crash on lap one or was that no that was Botas wasn't no, it? No, yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, Akon uh, Botas was the one that was basically in the sandwich between Albon on the left and Akon on the right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Akon was very aware of how. He probably didn't the know pla- they were three wide. Yeah, the yeah. placement of the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see that because they were sort of, you know, Akon in front and then Botas, then Albon, that he could have sort of been in a blind spot mm-hmm. um, to be able to see that there were three wide. But mm-hmm. you, we saw from Botas's perspective in the car, 
he was just driving oh, straight, yeah. and both cars just came in from both sides. He had nowhere to go. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that was unfortunate, but I think you know Joe had a pretty quiet race. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really see too much from him, nor really Hulkenberg. I, I really didn't see much from either of them this race. But I mean, they finished. You know, it was it was a very heavily <laughs> DNF favorite race. I, yeah. I think there were what uh, one, five, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five yeah. DNFs. Five right? DNFs. Yeah. yeah the, I mean, for Haas, also. I, the really first time that I saw anything happen with them was from uh, when Checo dove bombed Kevin Magnussen. Yeah, dived up the inside, and uh, unfortunate for them. Yeah, I, I don't know if they would have gotten points. I don't know if they would have finished any better, but that is a one-way ticket to ruin someone's race and he ruined both people's races really there and and i kind of feel for k mag i don't think he really i don't think you should even expect that to come yeah um yeah they plus the fact that realistically the the penalty that checo got Mm -hmm. was essentially meaningless with how they followed through with it yeah to retire the car mm-hmm. and then only to get back in the car what was it like four or five laps later i thought it was like 12 but then they said plus six laps on the thing on oh. the um oh on the results on the result yeah on whatever that whatever you call that on the side but oh yeah the um, info panel i i feel like he was he was out for like m- many more than six laps i want to say yeah it seemed like forever mm-hmm. and for at that point to be able to I almost feel like it's not fair to serve a penalty when you've already given up. Yeah, I think um, I saw on Twitter that the FIA was that they were going to let them do that, mm. but that loophole's now closed. Like currently oh. now, um, which that, I agree with. It makes so much more sense. Yeah, I, I think until something happens like that, you don't really have a rule for it. Yeah, but once someone is like, "Oh, I can, I can do this, right, guys?" and I'm like, "Well, technically, yeah." Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Checo doesn't have to serve that penalty next race or anything like that now, which, you know, good for him. Just try to yeah. move on, really. I, this is two weeks in a row of him dive-bombing three different people and, and taking them out of the race. Uh, we had Yuki in Singapore. Yep. He got taken out of the race immediately. We had Albon, Albon. in Singapore where he pitted him, took the points position. Albon had to finish 11 as a result. Um, and now we have K-Mag, who wasn't really fighting for points, but... You know, he was just racing, and it was it was pretty early on that happened. Yeah, and and with that many people DNFing, you never know what K Mag could have done, really. Um, even I feel like even seeing his almost aggression, because when they were under a safety car, mm-hmm. he oh he overtook a couple of people. Yeah, he overtook four or five people. Yes, yeah, so I think, and I th- then immediately immediately gave the positions back, mm-hmm. but. He just needs to calm down. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but but he, he's looked very out of form. I, he's a great driver. I mean, we've yeah. seen what he can do, Yeah, but he's very out of form right now, and I think, you know, this he is a week off here before Qatar. I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping he turns it around, and, and I'm glad we're talking about him now because it, it feels weird to talk about him, like, later in the race, or, like, we're kind of going down the order here. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Checo when I was talking about Max, but, you know, I, we, we can't even because he was just – playing bumper cars with the back markers really yeah and it was it was a little frustrating to watch um uh we have williams in 16 17 I, i'm not gonna really talk about it too much i don't think i mean albon unfortunate lap one that compromised the rest of his race really um mm-hmm. sergeant what happened to sergeant actually i think about it did he get in a crash 
Oh, with Botas. He uh, locked up when Botas was overtaking uh, him from the outside. Yes. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I, F1 Twitter, of course. Oh, you know, get Sargent out of there, this, that. Okay, you had a bad quality. That's very obvious. I don't think that incident was really 100% on him. It wasn't on Valtteri for sure. But, I, I mean, so you get overtaken from the outside and you lock up, you're going into someone probably. Yeah. I think looking at it, the difference between the uh, Checo K-Mag incident mm-hmm. and this one were very different. I 100%. And it was on the same turn, I think. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yep. Um, and you have, in the first situation, the driver is taking a huge risk for mm-hmm. both of the drivers, even mm-hmm. though he's the one assuming, like... Responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, diving on the inside and hoping it worked out mm-hmm. resulted in, you know, going off where mm-hmm. here... Botas had a great move. Yeah. But it was against a car that can't corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I think even when he was... He was essentially back left of him, so he could... See, he From his perspective, you could see, like, a lockup already happening. Mm-hmm prior to him going, trying to go on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was just sort of a... Mis- miscalculation. Unf- yeah, unfortunate situation for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think, honestly, both of us probably saved Sergeant because Sergeant probably went right into the gravel anyway. Yeah, <laughs> At um, least we got to finish the lap. Acted as a, a wall yeah. to keep him on. Yep, yep. Um, Lance, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, that was, I think he was, well, he was towards the points or at least getting close to the points. But I, I think he really just, I think it was a curb issue. He hit so many curbs that his rear wing just dislodged or, or was not functional anymore. Yeah, that, that, uh, that wasn't very much on my radar mm-hmm. um, until he sort of, it was announced that he was retiring. Yeah, yeah he, he was doing fine. And all of a sudden, wait, he, why is he out of the car here? <laughs> I will say that curb following turn one mm-hmm. was gnarly I oh wait was that where everyone was bottoming out on yeah okay. so the curb and i this is the first time that i've at least noticed i don't know if it exists on other tracks mm-hmm. but it's basically just a huge slope mm-hmm. from the edge of the track mm-hmm. and then it just drops off and then there's still like not curb material but like softer material mm-hmm. before it's actually grass mm-hmm. following that but it steps down mm-hmm. and it's also not solid like the curb is mm-hmm. so drivers were using the curb and keeping their inside wheels like on within track limits mm-hmm. but at that point the other wheels went off of the edge of the hard part of the curb mm-hmm. So they were just destroying their floor. Yeah, they'd have the clearance for it. By just, like, grinding, like, a skateboard, <laughs> like, their plywood floor down the yep. whole middle. Yep. And then especially with how important, like, ground effects are mm-hmm. and downforce in this track, like, through the the following area where there's those tight S's mm-hmm. um, and, like, long winding curves. If mm-hmm. you don't have – if you're screwing up all of your aero – it's going to, like, negatively affect your car. Yeah, yeah. And it, you just, like, keep hitting it repeatedly. It's just going to compound more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So I think that that curb and other, you know, curbs in general, it seems like we're doing pretty decent damage to the cars. Yeah. 
which is interesting. I think it was a fun race overall, though. I mean, not, yeah. not really too many surprises other than really McLaren. That was that was definitely the great surprise for the weekend. Yeah, it was definitely as a McLaren fan, it was anxiety-inducing <laughs> that they were, um, you know, at the front minus Max, mm-hmm. and the whole end was very much like, okay, nobody make a mistake. Yep, they have a plan. If there's a safety car, we're just gonna try to ride this out to the end mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh red bull has procured the oh the constructors the constructors world I mean, we also like constructors good. yeah should we say good job it, yeah it was more when <laughs> not if yeah i mean good on them good job i have some stats okay. that they have from the season so far nice um that i is extremely impressive. Yeah, but they deserve some some stat reads. Let's do it. Yeah. So Red Bulls won 15 out of the 16 races this okay. season. Yeah, that one's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Signs. Yeah. He got, uh, yeah, he good got job. that one. Good job, Carlos. And of course, Max won 13 of those 15. Oh, yeah, Checo won twice. Nice. Um, but they also have 23 podiums, 11 pole positions, nine fastest laps. And eight fastest pit stops, which, I mean, that just goes to show their mechanics are just yeah, as good as them. Their their team, like, I, I, obviously Max is a very talented driver, and the car is very quick. Mm-hmm. But the entire organization of Red Bull, uh, you know, mechanics, team strategy, it's perfection. It's everything. Is yeah, yeah, um, and. Speaking of the Constructors' Championship, the Drivers' Championship is also currently very close within Red Bull's grasp for Max specifically. Oh, He's yeah. currently 177 points ahead of Checo. Mm-hmm. And for him to win the Drivers' Championship, next race in Qatar is a sprint race. Mm-hmm. So if by the end of the sprint race, he's at least 172 points ahead of Checo, mm-hmm. he wins the Drivers' Championship. Wait, so what is he ahead by right now? He's ahead by 177. Oh, so he just needs to... So as long as Checo... Literally, if Checo doesn't do better than him in the yeah. sprint race, yeah, which, unless there's a mistake to be made, mm-hmm. is guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I wouldn't want to win in a sprint race. I feel like that's a little, you know, yeah, a little boring. It's, yeah, and especially because in the sprint race, like, there's not a podium. Yeah. So you just, like, sort of end, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won. Nice. You can't, like, party after or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, we still morning. have another race. Yeah, yeah, or the next afternoon. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be an inevent- uneventful uh, win for the Drivers' Championship. Yeah. Which felt, it feels similar for the Constructors' Championship. Yeah. It was already <laughs> essentially guaranteed like halfway through the season mm-hmm. with the differential and points um so but i you know even though we're both not necessarily red bull fans mm-hmm. i think that we can both appreciate how much uh work they're obviously putting in mm-hmm. and you know they're seeing the benefits from that work uh and this is also their sixth uh, Constructors Championship title. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could get an interesting fight here for the other positions in the Drivers' cha- Championship, though. I, I'm kind of looking at the points here, and yeah. So we have Checo at 223. Okay. 
Lewis is at 190, so that's 33 points. But Lewis has been driving much better than mm-hmm. than Checo in recent recent races. Fernando's at 174. I think that's that's bound to go down, or not the points, but you know his his position in, in, yeah. in P4. Sainz is fifth at 150. Leclerc is sixth at 135. Those Ferraris are pretty quick right now. Um, I don't know because I think both Ferrari drivers are much closer than both Mercedes drivers right now in mm-hmm. terms of just raw speed and, and, and talent. Yeah. Um, they might take too many points off of each other to catch Lewis. Um, mm. Lewis is, is definitely out driving George pretty, pretty badly this season. Um, I mean, 190 points to 115. That's math. 75 points. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a minor in that. Yeah, and I feel like what's with the Drivers' Championship, it's either, I mean, unless there's circumstances where there's like a crash or something wrong with someone's car, mm-hmm. I think we've seen a pretty, at least in the top teams, uh, pretty consistent performance between both drivers mm-hmm. mostly i think mercedes has seen a couple you know big disparity between the performance of the drivers for mm-hmm. a race um but as far as like if if one driver is going to do decent and get points the other driver is also going to get points so if you're competing with your in the points total points for drivers championship mm-hmm. having a decent lead ahead of your co co driver it's pretty like solidified i feel like those aren't going to change a whole lot yeah um yeah. but competing against like other teams mm-hmm. where one team's car just completely fails for a race but both of your drivers or both uh drivers for a team typically would then do well mm-hmm. then that's like a good amount of points difference between you know ferrari and then mercedes mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah well yeah six races left we got a week off this upcoming weekend yeah week off we'll uh we'll probably play with uh making some other content yeah um do some on our off, off week maybe do some sim yeah maybe do some uh quiz quiz type game That'd or something about history i think we both like learning i mean you're a history buff in Mm -hmm. general outside of f1 but i like sort of having a fun knowledge of you know past everything that's happened prior to me experiencing f1 Mm -hmm. it's been around for so long and there's been so many unique changes and things that have happened that Mm -hmm. um so that could be something that we do yeah yeah week off and then qatar yep and that's at 1 p.m., not 1 a.m. for us. That is much better for schedule. Yeah, I will be able to not have to take two naps on a Saturday and <laughs> not drink an energy drink at 10 p.m. and stay up until 4 a.m. Yeah, the, the schedule for it being in the night and it essentially moving up a whole day mm-hmm. was kind of throwing me off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it, it too much. I thought it would be a little bit more fun at night. Yeah. Um, but I was so tired. Yeah, it was it was a little tricky to stay awake. A fun weekend, nonetheless. Yeah, though. it was good. Yeah, yeah, good first Suzuka experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, especially for you, man, McLaren. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're gonna get a win eventually. Eventually. Well, that was uh, 
the latest episode of Basement Breaks. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening slash watching. Yeah. If you enjoyed yourself, rate rate the podcast. And uh, if you like like the YouTube video, drop a like, subscribe so that you can see the next time that we post. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.